0: Digital marketing seems to be the mystery that most entrepreneurs struggle with, and real estate investors are no exception. The truth is, there are multiple avenues to success. Those experiences will be best shared by the guests on this podcast. My name is Jason Wright, and I would like to welcome you to Real Estate Investor Marketing Stories. What is going on, my friends? Jason Wright here bringing you episode number 16 of this podcast. As usual, I will have a great guest conversation to share with you shortly. Before we get to that, I've got a question for you. So, I've been an entrepreneur on this particular journey seven and a half years. No idea how the time's gone by so quickly, but here we are. I've always been a goal-driven person, right? Set a goal, fight for it, reach it, next one, next one, next one. So... It's interesting. When you think about goals, goals can be checkpoints along the way or they can be final destinations. It's just a matter of perspective. So recently I hit some goals of mine that I set a long time ago. I hit two significant goals in the same week. And it was really weird because I always envisioned what it would feel like and what my life would look like once I did that. But the reality is nothing's changed feels the same. So it's kind of a a letdown, right? It was like, oh man. So I know I need to set new goals, bigger goals and all that stuff to keep moving. But I've realized, I've come to embrace that as an entrepreneur, I am a journey guy. I love the climb. I love the chase. I love figuring it out. So it's interesting. I assumed that I was a, a goal guy, meaning Once I got there, it's this feeling of great uh, jubilation and, and excitement. But I actually get that from the journey and not the goal, which is weird. A goal just gives you a litmus test, gives you a checkpoint to see how you're doing versus yourself of, you know, a year or five years or seven and a half years ago. Kind of an interesting thing to think about. So you really need to know what truly motivates you and make sure that you have the ability to keep challenging yourself, whatever that may be. The journey versus the goal, my friend. All right, let me tell you a bit about today's guest. Today's guest is Charlie Wessel, the founder of Cordell Capital. Charlie is also a successful entrepreneur outside of real estate. He's in that Charleston, South Carolina area. Lots of American history there. Currently with Cordell Capital, they've got about a thousand doors, about a hundred million in assets under management. Charlie's a good guy, good conversation. We've had a lot of laughs together. Uh, not necessarily are limited to this podcast, or just in general, is a good guy. So let's check out our conversation and let's see what he can share with us today. What's happening, Chuck? Welcome to the show, man. Hey, how's it going, Jason? Good to see you, buddy. Well, well great to see you also. So I don't think I know this story about you, but I'd love to hear how you got started down this path with real estate investing.
1: Well, we had some real houses. That sucks. That always sucks. It's just way more work. You think it's going to be, and I actually got a call one time saying that uh, from a neighbor of a rental house bar, saying that he's a kid hey, Charlie, there's a uh, legs hanging out the front door." I was like, "Bro, don't call me. Call now one What am I going to do?" It <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you know, I was general contractor for many many years here in Charleston, South Carolina, and. A buddy of mine had a building for sale for 25 million bucks. It's a big office building sitting right on the Ashley River, had like the four story balconies. I was, was like, yo, we could sit up there and smoke some studies and drink some liquor. I have an office up there. That'd be pretty tight. I was like, So, how do I buy that building, rent it out? All I need is a small space with the balcony. Yep. And he said, Man, buildings like that are bought by guys like you all the time. He said, You got to get your buddies together, raise some capital, we'll go buy it. Contact commercial leasing agent, get it all leased up, and then you guys just collect checks. He said, But you don't want to buy that building. It's been in litigation for the past two years. There's not enough parking, and two floors have been totally vacant for a year and a half. He said, Man, the easiest and the safest bet for you is multifamily housing. He said, Everybody's got to have a place to live. Not everybody has to have an office, especially yep. sitting on the Ashley River. Yep. And that's where I'll start. Yeah, he was a commercial broker. He said, I don't even sell that kind of property. All I sell is office and warehouse. He said, but if you get some deals, we'll invest with you. So let me ask
0: you, when you heard that from him, you started looking at that. Did you stop doing single family? Was there a point where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Before I even talked to him. Yeah. I do not want to do that anymore. It's- Same in the ass.
0: Yeah, I can understand. Uh, it's interesting. I talk to a lot of people in this show, and you know, and even in the main business that we're in, I talk to people like you every day, but- Most people, I would say, that start a single family don't stay there. I did talk to a guy the other day that was was still doing it at a really high level and commercial real estate with multifamily, which was interesting. But most people, it sounds like, get out of it because of the crazy stories, like you said.
1: Yeah, and listen, you can do it if you have a huge company. Yeah. So he's got a lot of people on his team. I don't want a lot of people on my team.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's how he does residential.
0: I'm curious. What were the legs? Was that like a deceased person, or what was the story with the legs?
1: No, she was drunk and passed out <laughs> at like ten in the morning. I mean, why not be drunk and passed out?
0: Yeah, hey, that's not normal. Not normal at all.
1: Nah, huh? <laughs> no, we play golf. We start drinking about ten thirty. That's that's <laughs> just playing golf. All
0: right. So, with your business now, what asset classes and/or markets do you focus on, and why?
1: Right now, we have. Previously focused on multifamily. We have close to a thousand doors in multifamily, just over a hundred billion dollars in multifamily assets under management. We just recently sold one that we had four years and dropped like a 26.3% average annual return back to our investors. We got another one that'll sell, it's supposed to sell by March 23rd. It's like this, they pushed it out three times, closing, but all. That one should be a lot higher than that of a return in two years. Then everybody's like, oh, you can't sell a deal right now. You know, interest rates are too high, this, that, and the other. And, no, I mean, we're selling one. They probably got 7 or 8% on it. You know? yep. I don't know what they have on it, but I don't really care. Sells 66 units in Greensboro, North Carolina.
0: So do you stick kind of in the market close to you geographically, or is there a strategy with that at all?
1: no not at all matter of fact the hardest raise i've had um, as a private equity because so that's what we did you know we went from single family contractor together yep then we did multifamily. we chased deals around for two years it was a complete pain in the behind dealing with brokers these guys god bless them. they're all 25 year old entitled kids way too much gel in their hair man and i just can't i can't deal with not but then god bless them anyways so when we couldn't get into a deal, we want we make best and final in a handful of deals. And then you know, we got awarded one that fell apart due diligence, polypropylene piping throughout the thing. That was an extra four hundred thousand dollar repair that we weren't anticipated. Yeah. So, you know, lost about ten grand there. I was like, man, I am done with this. Yeah. You know, I'm just gonna get raised capital, bring it to some guys that I know are executing deals. Yeah. And they have a hell of a track record. Yeah. Let's go. So that's when we started the private equity firm, Cordell Capital. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know where we were going with that, but kind of wanted to love, fill in that backstory a little yeah. bit on that.
0: No, I appreciate it. And I know you. Like I've met you, I've hung out with you. So for people watching and listening, they may not have picked up on that. I know you're a real conversational dude. You're a great networker of people. When you think about the simple marketing strategies that have worked for you so far, as far as bringing new investors into your world, what's worked for you?
1: Um, well, we've done direct messaging campaigns through LinkedIn, and that's worked. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of book calls through that, and a handful of investors. Oh, we just started your program, you know, the intentionally inspirational program with our our email marketing drip campaigns through Active Campaign, and we will see how that all. Turns out, sure would be great. I mean, we've done email campaigns before; and they were horrible. Yeah, they yeah, they still had pretty good results. So, sharpening the pencil with yours is should really help out a lot. Yeah, you know, I find that we do we post on social media every day, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, blah blah blah, YouTube. We don't do YouTube every day. I have a lot of. People come up to me and they're like, "Yes, hey, so I, I keep seeing you all the time on Facebook." I'm like, "Really? How about give me a thumbs up on that thing, or you know, share <laughs> it or something?" I said, yeah. "Cause I know you have never done it, cause I see it." Yeah. And you're like, "Yeah, I will. you know." So, anyways, I mean, just getting out there. I mean, you just got to get out. Yeah. You know, it's it's a pain in the butt. It is who I am, and it's not who why All at the same. Time, you know what I mean? So, yeah, the biggest thing with social media is more personal stuff then the business. Our business stuff doesn't get a whole lot of reactions. We get some comments on there from other guys that do. I don't need buddies that do what we do. Yeah. We need buddies that can bring capital to then deploy into the deals. Yeah. That we do. Yeah, I spoke at a a meetup group here in Charleston a couple of weeks ago. Right off the cusp They were like, What's your ideal investor? and i mean it just came out i was like well you know my ideal investor would be people that shoot small animals for dinner they play a lot of golf and they drink beer off a blue can
0: yeah
1: <laughs> and, and the place fell apart they were like oh my god that's awesome yeah although i thought a lot of investors do much of that besides beer out of a blue can play a lot of golf i don't have a lot of hunt because yeah. it invest. No.
0: what you're doing what you're talking about for anybody listening or watching who's not catching this you're creating authentic polarity in your marketing. You're saying, hey, this is who I am. This is what I enjoy doing. By putting that out there, you're gonna attract people that are actually in the same thing, you repel other people, and that's a good thing. I think so many people fall into this trap of, I've gotta have content that makes everybody happy, or everybody's attracted to it. It's a mistake, right? I spent five years in this business, tried to appeal to anybody with money, and we never really grew. We are the same income for three years, so I was like, what am I missing here? But the niches is where it's at it's my business is a relationship business like your business and the more you get dialed into who you're speaking to the easier it becomes to, to grow and do well so it's actually a great strategy what you're doing it, and i'm not surprised it's working for you good stuff man yeah throw right. well, you a bit of a curveball now because i know you love curveball sweet let's go <laughs> what would you say your biggest regret is or the biggest mistake you've made with your marketing so far in real estate investing
1: I would say, me not staying on top of the KPIs, really, key performance indicators. Yeah, to see what is actually working, yeah. what's not. Yeah. I am terrible about that. And my VA keeps them. Like yeah. we have spreadsheets that go back years. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't look at them ever. Yeah. Yeah. We need to. We need to have a sit down once every couple of weeks, probably, and say, hey, look, let's just designate an hour to the KPIs, all the different things that we're doing.
0: Yep. What's funny is people every week will ask me questions about data that doesn't matter. They'll they'll focus on stuff. What should this be? And I'll just say, you know what? You want to talk to new passive investors, right? Right. Okay. Why don't you pay attention to what marketing activities are generating calls from a high level? What's working? What's not? And then I'll close calls. Who's actually investing? Then you'll start to see... Even though you may have great data from this source, but doesn't actually lead to the promise lane, is it really that valuable. So with our business, all I care about, it's a little different business again, but it's still relationship-based, so that part's the same. I say, where are my booked calls coming from? That's what I want to know. Right? Yeah. People I'm yeah. closing, where are they coming from? So I would challenge all of right. my watching to think about that. Sometimes we can make it a bit simpler, but the data doesn't lie, so...
1: No, and there's not a lot that have the uh, he slash him thing on their LinkedIn account that resonate with my uh, cheap small animals.
0: Go, I got you. I got you. All right, this will be very interesting coming from you. Can you share a story about your real estate investing journey that you have not shared publicly before? It could be something funny, something you learn. It could be whatever you want to. We're looking for something authentically Chuck. And no one's ever heard before about this journey. It may be something from the single family days, whatever you want.
1: There's been a couple of people that have heard this, but it's not public knowledge that on our first webinar that we had, we set up a text message alert to go out two hours before and one hour before right when it was starting. Yeah. And that was supposed to be at 5 or 6 p.m. is when it started. We clicked a.m. So there is a big list of people. And there's even one that we all know very well, who's an investor of ours, who's, I mean, has billions of dollars in assets on a He gets a text message at three o'clock in the morning saying, Hey, webinars in two hours. Yeah, it was bad. And then, and then we sent another one at like four o'clock and another one like at, Four fifty-five. It's in five minutes, and of course, I didn't realize it because I don't. I don't get those text messages. Yeah, you know, they don't come to me. That's funny. Went out to a couple hundred people. The people the people show up. Good <laughs> job. I got a lot of text messages that day. Man. They weren't happy, were they? Well, I didn't do everybody. It, I didn't get a single text message to anybody that was pissed off. Everybody was laughing. They were like, dude. So funny. we knew what it was. It was PEO, not AM. We get it. God, it's funny.
0: I've seen all kinds of stuff like that happen. I've seen people get really stressed out when there's a mistake like that. But you know what? If the mistake leads to a conversation, it could actually still be affected for you.
1: Oh, 100%. No, and it was. It was affected. Yeah. A lot of different people. Yeah. I mean, they didn't care. Very few people don't have do not disturb on their phone. Yeah. At all. You know, they is. just wake you up and they're like, oh, look, you're there. Probably yep. text me at three o'clock in the morning. That's I like when we were kids and the home
0: phone rang in the middle of the night and woke up everybody. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> well, that was yeah. good stuff, man. And
1: that's, that was usually me butt-dialing my dad while I'm at a party or something. You know? And <laughs> he just sits there and listens to it. He's done that so many times growing up. Man. It's terrifying. Sometimes you look
0: down at your phone and you go, oh, my God, this thing's been on for three minutes. And you see how it is and you're like, oh, no, the worst, man, this has happened to me twice is i think i was in the bathroom in the bathroom at home and i look at out floor, and my phone is facetiming somebody and i'm like <laughs> what what in the world like are you kidding me and you know you're quickly angling it away from me but you're like trying to hang up what is going on i may have done it to the same person twice before i'm like i don't know what's going on but that is not fun
1: That's not a good view, man. I'm sitting here, you know what? And that's just put a metal picture in my head, man. I guess
0: then I saw it ringing and turned it away from me, but I'm like trying to hang up and can't see the screen. All right. If you talk to somebody new today that said, hey, man, I'm thinking about getting in the capital raising game. I'm thinking about being a real estate investor. What piece of advice from a marketing standpoint would you give that newbie? Because we see him, you and I both see him every week. New people excited to get rich in this business.
1: Oh, my gosh, dude. You know, put a list together. Go you know, through your phone. I had a list of 6,000 contacts when I started. Trust me, Active Campaign doesn't appreciate
0: that. Yeah.
1: They don't appreciate that at all. But, you know, put a list together. Kind of categorize them by friends and family, people that you have a relationship with, people that you don't know. Yeah. You'll end up deleting a lot of people. And then you got to get known, man. You know, you got to get out there. You got to get known for what you're doing now, yeah. not what you did. Yeah, because trust me, you know everybody knew Charlie as the general contractor, not the guy that handles their retirement wealth. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, he he can build you an office, but what are you talking about? How, how's he gonna, you know, make me money with my retirement? That's, yeah. that's weird. So it took a while to get through that, but I mean. Build the list. You gotta get out there. Once you have the list, you gotta have something like what you offer. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how you start. It's by the drip campaign and the email. Yeah. So you gotta get set up with Jason and then you go after social media like crazy. Yep. Yeah. And then you stay on the phone, talk to people.
0: Yeah. But a good thing that a theme with what I'm hearing from you on the show today is consistent effort. And so many people. Wow, yeah. They're just unwilling to do it because you're like, it's not perfect yet. You know, in our team, if we're doing something new, if it's a C-minus, we're launching it. We're launching it because it's making forward action and we'll improve it on the way. But to sit around and make anything perfect is a waste of your time. That's my experience. So.
1: It really is. It really is. And I was, being a contractor, I mean, I really wanted things perfect for a long time. And I realized that real quick. That, hey, dude, let's just get it
0: out. Just go. Yeah, if you're not, yeah, we're not like level enough i don't want you building my house you know
1: <laughs> yeah oh i know no because i mean that's where our team from it was, yeah I, it had to be perfect yep you know? yep and now yeah i went from blue tape and everything to saying know, send it yep. let's go yep i like it all right so we are recording this right at the end of february 2023
0: as you look forward for the rest of 2023 what are you most focused on in your business
1: Systems and processes, and getting out there in front of people. Yep, for sure. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yep, absolutely. Because people don't know what you do. That that can invest.
0: Yep. Well said. Well said. If somebody listening or watching wants to learn more about you or what you're doing, what's the best way that they can do so?
1: Facebook. It's Cordell Capital. C O R D E L L Capital. Instagram. LinkedIn. Is really big with us. You can email us, Charlie at cordellcapital dot com, or you get our website, cordellcapital.com. dot com. Shoot us a message. We'll try to book a call.
0: Sounds great, man.
1: Well, I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today. It was fun. Chase, can't wait to see you again. I think we got a Miami trip planned. What else we got this year? Are you, you know, I'm sure there's several different things that we're going to go hang out and have fun. Oh yeah, I'm going to uh, North Carolina in June
0: to, that yeah, to conference,
1: the conference show.
0: MFI. Yeah, I hate to say it because it's just a terrible name, so that's why I went with the long long version. <laughs> All right, brother. See you soon. All right, buddy. Later, pal. Thank you for listening to this episode of the show. I had a great time making it, and I hope you really enjoyed yourself listening to it. If you want to keep up with all things real estate investor marketing stories podcast related I encourage you strongly to go to reimarketingstories.com and signing up for our podcast newsletter we will simply keep you up to date with what's going on with the show new episodes and things like that reimarketingstories.com so hopefully today's episode and the other episodes that you'll listen to will remind you that as a real estate investor everybody starts at the beginning okay um, our guests today and the other guests that you will hear on this show will share their real story, right? They'll tell you what worked, what didn't work. And I want you to remember one thing if you remember nothing else today. It's possible for you too, okay? Never stop going and keep following your passion. Finally, today's show has been brought to you by CapitalRaisingAutomations.com. If you're an active capital raiser, you are ready to learn the three areas that are holding me back from raising more capital, I strongly suggest you check out CapitalRaisingAutomations.com. Check out our free 10-minute video there, and you let me know if it doesn't provide you value. I'm sure it will. All right, thanks again for listening to the show this week. Hope to see you next time. Take care.